The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. Morning, afternoon, evening. Uh, whenever you're listening. This. Whenever you're listening to this. Yeah, it could be 3 a.m. I'm, I'm call call me crazy. But I have a feeling there are members of the OG 538 uh, who work night shifts. I just can't, I just, can't sleep. Listen to Rough House. We'll push you yeah. right back out. Yeah. Boom. Down. Uh, <laughs> greetings from a, a very snowy day here in uh, Balmer, Maryland. It's what people uh, call winter wonderland in certain yeah. areas of the country. I, I don't know about you, Chris, but my childhood zest and excitement for snow died basically the minute I became part of the working class. Oh, like, yeah, obviously. Fuck it. Like, it's gone. Like, I, I see snow and maybe there's like two hours where I'm like, oh, that looks really nice. And then I'm like, fuck, I have to shovel that. You have to shovel it. You have to brush the cars off. You have to determine mm-hmm. whether or not you can make it into work or you have to make it into work. And yeah, then, yeah. you have to go into work. Uh, you have the option to use your PTO to stay home. And do you want to waste your PTO on a snow day as opposed to something planned that you wanted to use it for? It's just a... Uh, and then not to mention fighting, um, you know, I don't have a lot of free time. So I had to go to the grocery store yesterday, the day before ah, the yes. half a foot of snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was an adventure uh, and yeah. very fun. So, yeah, there's that, too. And people don't know how to drive normally in Baltimore. No, no uh, terrible. In the snow, it's literally the worst case driving scenario you'd ever imagine. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a hellscape. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have the, I guess, the glass half full scenario of uh, I can work remotely uh, when it snows, but but that still means I still have to work. Like right. there's yeah. there's no reality where it's like, oh, it's snowing, therefore I don't have to, unless it snows bad enough that like my internet goes down or something right. goofy. Um, hey, Verizon, if you could shit up your in- entire uh, infrastructure in my part of town, that'd be great. If you could just make wow. it so. Even a random snowstorm just makes it so my horizon sucks balls. So you'd be yes. over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, but you know what doesn't suck, Chris? What's that, Marty? Uh, for <laughs> easily the 
I think we're at two dozen of them so far. Uh, two dozenth time since February 2014. We have an NXT takeover that was absolutely fantastic. It's true. It's true. Uh, Those UK lads and ladies, lads and lasses, I guess. Uh, yeah. Knocked it out of the park. 100% delivered. And I, I say this as someone who uh, sporadically watches the NXT UK product. Uh, the, I got to be honest, the two episodes a week. Yeah, I know they're only an hour a piece, but the two episodes a week thing put me way behind. So, yeah. And I've watched zero moments of the weekly special or the weekly TV show. So I had I was going in completely raw. Hello there. Um, hey. <laughs> so um, I didn't know. Obviously, I knew some of the matches that were happening, mm-hmm. um, and I I didn't know a couple of the names on there because I don't watch the show and they weren't in the sure, original sure. UK tournament. Um, so I was like, okay, well, yeah, we'll 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 see what happens here. Um, you know, the, Joe Coffee is a name that I've heard. You know, from mm-hmm. you know he's just making a name for himself outside before he came into WWE UK. So I was curious to see what that guy could do. Um, and wow, that guy can do a yeah. lot uh <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it, it it just goes to show if it's an nxt takeover regardless of where it is and who's a part of it it's gonna deliver i i, I honestly thought this was probably going to be the closest to a miss of the entire takeover franchise um i i just kind of thought oh okay this seems a little early for the nxt uk guys to be given uh, this, this sort of exposure. I, I, I thought they were still kind of getting their footing underneath them. Uh, but no, uh, they, they proved that they are just as good, if not better than the UK and the States. Or, not the UK, the NXT in the States. Yeah, um, and, and they were smart by bookending it with their most popular people, the British Strong Style mm-hmm. uh, trio of Mustache Mountain doing their greatest British Bulldogs um, uh, cosplay homage. or homage, homage. Uh, and yeah. then Pete Dunn headlining. So, uh Man, the the bookends were great, and the matches in between were like, oh fuck yeah, this this is this is going this is going to be okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just front to back, kicking it off with uh, British Strong Style going against. I, I don't think they've used the name in NXT UK, but the team known uh, as the Grizzled Young Vets. It's a great uh, name, fantastic name. And and if they don't start using that in NXT UK, I'm gonna be very bothered. But uh, yeah. Zach Gibson and James Drake. Uh, phenomenal duo uh i was surprised that they walked out as the first nxt uk tag team champions but it gives them a boost the yeah mustache mountain is going to be the most over tag team in nxt uk regardless of yes. having the gold uh putting it on zach gibson and james drake gibson by the way ultimate uk heat machine oh yeah uh, jesus christ uh liverpool's number one is not beloved by many uh and he's they- got a lot of personality it's it's he, yes. it is impressive so fun so so fun uh he was one of the highlights when i i got to see uh progress in philly uh that that same level of nuclear just the fact that he exists heat, yeah uh yeah. was so good and then the those guys tore the house down they they need to set a tone set a pace and they did yeah and you know it, it was it, it almost reminded me a little bit of a of a new japan style match the way it kind of really took its time building and then there was mm-hmm. a lot of heat and then the hot tag and then everything went fucking bonkers oh yeah um you know but they took their time getting there the, the match i think went probably close to a half hour 
Yeah, yeah, um, I think it was 23, 24, 25 minutes, something yeah, like that. So, you know, they really gave them the time to go out there and showcase themselves and 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 tell the story. And man, you know, uh, Trent Seven with the weirdest midsection I've ever seen. Still, <laughs> uh, between him and Willie Mack, who has a weird like belly button thing happening on himself. Um, but that's that's a whole other uh, story uh, in, in terms of weird midsections, because I have myself have a weird midsection. But yeah, um, yeah. but. Trent Seven, you know, took the heat. He took he got he got his ass kicked and he got his fucking mm-hmm. dome split open too by it by a hard elbow. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, that looked rough. And you know, the the blood on the blonde hair is iconic and it looked really mm-hmm. good and you know helped add uh to you know help put the uh the grizzled young vets uh over as as the shit kickers. And I I I really enjoyed the fact that they won because one it gives them way more heat and the notoriety they get to say i beat the mm-hmm. the most popular uh strong boys who are on uh you know good morning britain or whatever going around mm-hmm. their weird fashion sense tyler. <laughs> tyler 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 breeze is aggressively 23 years old or tyler breeze tyler Bates. sorry <laughs> uh, yeah Ty- tyler breeze is kind of the same way just a couple years older um yeah maybe not as uh as overt about it tyler Bates, strong yes. boy yeah good brother fella pal <laughs> mate <laughs> the fuck <laughs> the yeah. fuck like the yeah. photos of him on good morning britain the photos of like when they're doing when they announce the big uh uk pc and you know they yeah. have that whole group photo and michaels is there and robbie brookside and johnny saint and albert came over and uh you know triple h and everybody and you got fucking tyler Bate there in this floral like zoolander fucking yeah. silk screen shirt i'm like dude what the fuck are you doing like i mean to a degree <laughs> it is it is the 2019 equivalent of the rocks 500 dollar shirts just yes hey i'm not saying it's something i'd wear by any means look uh, i i am not a fashion um anything sure sure (laughs) i I have jeans i still wear cargo shorts every day in the summer okay i have uh i have black t-shirts and black hoodies is essentially my (laughs) everyday thing um mostly because i can't wear gray because i sweat a lot because i'm a fat (laughs) disgusting mess <clears throat> but <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know dick about fashion, but I know that shit's weird. Yeah, it's 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 definitely a choice. Um, <laughs> he he will he will go back uh, when he arrives at his 30s and wonder what the fuck he was doing. But you know, like I said, aggressively 23. Uh, yeah, you know he's just pulling, just just swimming in puss. He's oh, like drowning. undoubtedly he's undoubtedly. drowning in pussy juice right now. He's just it's just like. Yeah. I, I, you know, I can just tell by looking at the guy, just wrecking it lightly. Yeah. So good, good on him. Yeah, yeah. Good I, on him. Do, I, do, I, do you, brother? Do you? I'm just hey, saying. I, I don't know if anything ever came of it, but I know he and uh, he and Liv Morgan were aggressively uh, oh. tweeting at each other. So uh, give me that video. Yeah. If if anything has to get leaked, let that be leaked. <laughs> yes. Let let there be bait. Uh, given a you bait, know, bait. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, that's funny. <laughs> Some of that bait bait. I mean, Liv Morgan's already in my in my bank, so just a little <laughs> uh she got a nice thick duper on her. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I would watch the hell out of that. Um uh but Tyler Bate, I think you no UK show is complete without talking about the crowd and the crowd. Oh my god, they were so great. Nuclear. I, I still don't know what the shoe thing is all about. I would like somebody to explain that to me at some point. Paul, <laughs> looking in your direction here. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> 
I will say the big strong boy chant for Tyler Bate when he did the double uh, air, airplane uh, spin, which yes. is very impressive. Uh, yeah. But the big strong boy chant is my favorite chant possibly of all time. So good on you, Liverpool. I no, mean, no, Liverpool, Blackpool. Blackpool. Uh, there, there were quite a few memorable chants last night. I mean, I, I recognize, as as uh, those of you watching the video version on the Patreon, patreon.com, Podcast, uh, you can see my foster cat attacking posters in the background. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so much of it comes out of the, the football club chanting sure. realm. Yeah. I mean, mo- almost all of them are adapted pre-existing chants. Sure. Uh, but the Are You Watching Vince McMahon chant during the main was uh, pretty great. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it even got him or at least whoever runs the social media yeah. to acknowledge it and say, yes, he watched it. Uh, I say it was sure. the social media person because there's no way Vince McMahon uses the word awesome yeah. in real life. No, not a chance. Uh, <laughs> he's the guy who doesn't like to sneeze because it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. He's not He's not co-opting the word awesome for a tweet. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. But uh, yeah, uh, U.S. fans, if you could learn to sing chants, that would be fantastic. Uh, No, no it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Uh, I'm I'm just saying I would take take this over. This is awesome when two guys tie up like that's 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 all I'm asking. I can't trust U.S. wrestling fans to be that um, uh, clever organized. and organized and rhythmic. And yeah, yeah, there's that too. Mm-hmm. Um, to know that many words to be yeah. able to put together in sentences. We're yeah. dullards. Okay. We're idiots. <laughs> we're morons. We are the scum of the earth. Uh, I'm not trusting us fans to do any of that shit. Any of that shit. Uh, See, I can't sh- even say the word shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Fucking show continued dullard. on uh, what we thought was going to be uh, Jordan Devlin. Oh, uh, hold on. Before, oh, yeah. before we, before we, the fucking doomsday device tope. Oh my god! Yes, that had to yes. be brought up. I had to. I couldn't yes. gloss over that. Holy that shit! Was yeah, fucking uh, bonkers. That that needs to be on like the NXT UK TV intro from now until forever. Holy shit! Uh, uh, so good, so good. And, and you know, for the first official quote unquote pay per view of the WWE this year, like fucking hell uh i mean even takeover phoenix has some things to live up to now and, and that looks like a great fucking car too yeah. um so the show continued on we yeah. thought we were gonna get jordan devlin uh the irish superstar uh protege of finn balor yeah uh against uh the kiwi buzzsaw uh travis banks it's a great nickname uh, by the way yes uh tough times for travis banks though um as now this was storyline injury just sure. just for anyone wondering uh he got jumped during the pre-show by jordan devlin uh he wanted to come out and have the match match could not happen bad knee blah, 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 blah. this kind of sucks for travis banks travis banks had a really shitty 2018 um he was pro uh, he was progress champ then he dislocated his shoulder and when he dislocated his shoulder a had to give up the progress title b had to pull out of pwg's battle of los angeles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. c got pulled off the nxt uk tv tapings and d could not be a part of the big uh progress uk show uh at wembley this year okay so uh yeah dude kind of got fucked hard by injuries this year and then they'd use an injury angle to write him off of the pay-per-view yeah not great i I knew it was a storyline bit but i didn't know if it was they were storylining a legit injury or not so yeah um, my understanding is he's healthy and he's fine. Triple H said something in in the post show thing that that it you know uh, he he contributed to the show by allowing that spot or something goofy like that. I I don't know, but hey, it sure. resulted in uh, 
the Battle of the Ballers. I saw double four Ballers uh, as Finn Balor with his dick faced yeah. Jordan Devlin with, with his, his dick. dick. I, yeah, I'm just smuggling some fucking uh, some yams throughout the customs there. Uh, it's just it's one of those things you're watching. You, it catches your eye, and then you can't take your eyes off it the whole time. I was I was transfixed with Jordan Devlin's package. I'm sorry. All I've heard my entire life is the Irish curse. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't speak, seem true speaking as an irish man all i've leaned upon in life <laughs> is the irish curse and you got fucking finn and jordan just like what up guys Here yeah are our penises now yeah. let us battle yeah um, pretty much uh although I, <laughs> I you know once once the banks thing happened and and uh jordan grabbed the microphone and said he was the greatest irish wrestler of all time i yeah. immediately you immediately knew what was going to happen but still 100%. When the lights went out and dude got the pop of of pops of the night, man, you know, oh yeah, he's still, you know, he's still one of their boys um, over there. So and, and it was a, it was a fun match, you know. They had the the teacher student um, uh, storyline going in there, so you know, this is it. Kind of proves that you don't uh, you don't need a month of build up to to have a really good match, you know. You have two people who at least have a little bit of history, lean on that, and then have them uh, kick and chop the shit out of each other for mm-hmm. a couple minutes. And, um, you know, I guess Balor had to win. I mean, it probably would have helped Devlin's stock a lot had he pinned Balor. Um, sure. But I guess since Balor now is allegedly going to be getting some kind of push on the main roster, you know, a couple months ago, this probably wouldn't have been an issue. Uh, Balor probably could have eaten a pin. But now, since he's primed for some big things at Rumble and or Mania, I guess he had to have him go over here. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing I will say is, yeah, Jordan lost, but it was after so many coup de gras that it, it you know, helped put Jordan Devlin over as a threat. You know, the, the fact that he was able to survive the finish of a top tier main roster guy, a, yeah. a, a superstar in Finn Balor, you know, it uh, it, it certainly helped uh, make him a bigger name on the NXT UK side. And hopefully we do get the match between Devlin and Banks somewhere down the line. Um, yeah, and- yeah. You'd, you'd imagine it would already be penciled in for the next set of tapings. Mm-hmm. Have they already taped more? I guess they couldn't have, right? Um, I don't believe they've taped anything for post uh, takeover. Uh, I'm not sure when it's scheduled, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. I think they taped some matches before takeover, like they tend to do for the, right. the standard NXT shows. Uh, same process, you know, for uh, the UK uh, tour. But uh, we'll we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, all I know is Devlin came out like a big star at the end of this, even if he did lose. Yeah, no, absolutely. He he looked good, and you know, aside from looking eerily similar to Finn Balor, yeah, um, you know, but is is kind of a, a shithead heel, so it's working really well for him. And uh, you know, I, I imagine some big things coming for him in the future. So after that, I guess was the match that I had no idea what the fuck to expect. You had yeah. um, Vader Dozovic, which I'm calling him because he's part Vader, <laughs> Vader part uh, Otis from Heavy Machinery. Uh, was it Dave Mastiff? I think yeah, his bomber is. Dave Mastiff against Eddie Dennis. I think the dude's name was yes. Yes, who I had never even heard of, to be completely honest with you. Um, yeah, but, but dude is fucking strong as shit. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I, I hate to damn with 
faint praise here, but it, it kind of reminded me, do you remember the never ending bull Dempsey Baron Corbin feud that oh, was going God. on in NXT? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a similar vibe here of where it's just kind of like, here's two guys where you're like, Oh, okay. I guess this is, this is the next match on the show, but Hey, they delivered. They, they had, uh, you know, a match with all the plunder and all the violence that it needed. It didn't overstay its welcome. It, it, yeah. it got in, got out, got violent. And it, it's exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, British Mint Martinez beat the big man Dave Mastiff. Um, he looks like a British punishment Martinez. I, mean, I don't know. That was the vibe I got from him. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, that kind of goes well for him. But you know, the table spot was fun. The uh, all the big stuff on the uh, with the with the weapons was fun. You know, it's good to have a little bit of ultra violence in a in, in a match full of straight up wrestling. Yeah, and and right before we had the UK women's title match, uh, looks like we got two more women signed to NXT UK. Yeah, uh, as uh, some favorites from the May Young Classic popped up, Kaylee Ray from Scotland, uh, looks like she's getting signed, and Jazzy Gabbert, the alpha female, yeah, finally showing up. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, German, I think. Uh, yes, German, yeah. and uh, I. It sounded like her career was in a really rough spot after the first May Young Classic. They wanted to sign her she was right. such a standout they found uh degeneration in in the uh the discs of her neck never a good sign but she had surgery rehab all that fun stuff apparently good enough to get signed uh so it looks like we'll be seeing those seeing those two ladies join uh, a pretty stacked nxt uk women's division yeah 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 like i said i was i don't remember kaylee ray much um but uh i'll have to go back and, and revisit the first uh and may young on that but i jazzy gabbert was one that stood out to me so i'm happy that she <clears throat> finally made her way back into uh into nxt or, or wwe but the match with uh with rhea ripley and tony storm man mm -hmm. was was pretty damn fucking outstanding Yes, yes. Even if Tony Storm with bangs looks creepily like Kate Hudson at this point. See, I was uh, getting a Taylor Swift vibe from her. Oh, there's there's a bit of that too. There's yeah. a bit of that. Uh, but it was it was the match that I wanted Tony Storm to have had uh, at uh, Evolution. Um, I, I thought her match at Evolution was decent, but this yeah. was just on a whole nother level. And I got to say, I was a bit surprised. Rhea Ripley, who they definitely were getting behind, you know, based off of what I've seen from NXT TV, I thought Ripley was going to take out Tony Storm. Tony would go to NXT proper, but instead, she's now going to be, you know, the the big face champion on the NXT UK side. Yeah, and well, I, I would imagine this feud is far from over. Um, <clears throat> even though it seems like they're getting rid, kayfabe-wise, of the automatic uh, um, rematches when you lose a mm -hmm, title. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like an even meaner and pissed-off Rhea Ripley is really yeah. going to make some waves in the UK uh, women's division over there. So look forward to see how that goes. But yeah, the, those those two women really went out there and, and left it uh, left left it all in the ring, and it looked really great. Reversals of finishers which always get people popping and um it was it was really fun i just i like watching both of them go so they're both really young and very talented and uh you know definitely have bright futures ahead of them i was i was very happy with that match yeah 100 agreed i wasn't then, wearing pants <laughs> well i i don't blame you on that <laughs> one um but the main event uh definitely gonna go down as one of those great nxt takeover main events as the bruiserweight Pete Dunne defended his WWE UK title against another great nickname, the Iron King, yes. Joe Coffey. Uh, they went just under 35 minutes. Uh, that was it. It seemed longer. It seemed like yeah, it was uh, over 45, to be honest. Yeah. I, the, the, time, the time I have on the, the recap oh. here is 34.15. Um, 
just a tremendous match. The 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 intensity, the drama, the near falls, the the crazy spots, the God, the 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 submission reversal off the top. I mean, yeah. uh, just uh, it was everything you would want those two guys to do. You know, it 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 put it put the title over. It put both guys over. It put NXT UK for a crowd that because I feel like a lot of people are in a situation like you were Chris you know you, you haven't really watched NXT UK right. TV you're going to watch the takeover sure this put over so much of, of the talent that they have the importance of the belt uh, and we'll talk about it in a minute that post-match stuff hell yeah. fucking yeah um, I, I mean it was it was tremendous Chris what what do you, what do you think of the main well, I I love the fact that even though Joe Coffey has a little faction, uh, Gallus mm -hmm. is that what it Gallus, is? Gallus, yes. Yeah, which is Wolfgang and his brother something else, Coffey. Um, yeah, cup of um, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, but I like that they stayed in the back because yeah. you know for something like this on this level of, of this level stage, you know, where you're really the first big big exposure for the guy, you want him to go out there and prove himself on his own and he clearly did that. Um there was a lot of really innovative violent uh spots in yeah. there involving aprons and um and top rope stuff. Hardest part um, of the room. Yeah, yeah, a lot of top rope stuff which mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm curious as to whether or not I, I I'm thinking they were botches. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I feel like they kind of, you know, I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they, that, you know, the first time they went up there and, uh, Joe coffee fell. So then, then, you know, you saw them kind of talking to each other out there, trying to figure out what to do next to get back. Yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tried it again and it botched again with both of them. And yeah. then it seemed like the ref went over to each of them and said, all right, forget this spot, go on to the next bit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. There's part of me that feels like maybe the first was a botch and the second was, well, we'll do it. We'll run it back and we'll do it harder. I don't know. Um, it, I, I just know that, that in the end, you know, little things like that can sometimes help add to the, the realism of the oh, match. Yeah, you no, know, not, sure. not everything's clean. Not everything's yeah. nice. Not everything's going to go the plan. And uh, you know, in, in what was such a brutal hard hitting match, like, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I, I was I was very, very pleased. No, I was I was I didn't dislike the. Oh, sure. The I'm, I'm not saying that that you're saying it, it took away. It's just, <laughs> you know, botch, maybe, but it, it enhanced rather than took away. You yeah. Know? And there were a couple when they were exchanging, you know, when they went into their little uh, bare knuckle boxing match a little bit at the end, there were a couple mm -hmm. little awkward who's supposed to swing here uh, moments, too. But again, it kind of adds to the to the realism of. Uh, of, of the thing and not being a full on choreographed, uh, you know, Marine 16 fight. Uh, right. Right. Too. So uh, I, I, I did enjoy it. I, I liked, you know, they maybe spam the finishers, uh, the bitter end a little bit in a there. Smidge. If, if I a were smidge. to, if I were to nitpick, uh, cause that's what the IWC does is nitpick yeah. great things. So we can't leave anything good be, of um, course not, <laughs> but it was, it was an outstanding match and, you know, Pete Dunn, I, I thought that, that that could have been it you know joe coffee seemed like they were building him up really nice and put on a hell of a show but dunn uh dunn retains on a on a finger it took all that to just bend a couple fingers and get a tap um yeah, yeah. but uh but you know the uh, dunn gets a celebration we watch all the replays the uh the uh the the credit thing shows up in the corner as triple h loves to do the post credit mm -hmm. scene the, on the, NXT. The, the, the trademark takeover uh post copyright 
yeah. graphic it, angle. Yeah, it's know. a post credit scene. He's watching too many Marvel movies. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. You know, you set up. You got to set up the the next sequel or the spinoff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the music hits and out comes Walter. Yeah, and imposing as fuck. Yeah, he, and now granted, underneath the jacket, he may look like a fat German baby in a black diaper, but. <laughs> But he's a grumpy fat German baby in a black diaper who chops and just steals your soul when he does it. (laughs) Yeah, you you (laughs) kind of turn into when uh, the ancient one hits uh, Doctor Strange into the uh, into a different plane of existence. Yes, Doctor Strange flick. That's what Walter does. But but IRL Um, and and dude is brutal. And I'll I'll say that the uh, the jacket and the music really add a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, I've had aside from name and reading things, I've had limited exposure to, and, and you know, chop compilations I've, I've had limited <laughs> exposure to Walter. So, you know, his reputation certainly precedes him, but you know, seeing his imposing stature and the way he holds himself and you know, his posture and the jacket and the music, it's, it's really this total package, uh, mm-hmm. non Lex Lugary. Um, but it, it really, you know, really adds to, okay, now, sh- now business is picking the fuck up. Exactly. And, and they, they did so much in just that little moment to put him over as, as a big star, put him over as a massive challenge to Pete Dunn, you know, the, yeah. the 600 day plus reign yeah. now looks like, uh, it's going to face one of its toughest challenges. The boot to Joe coffee was, was just, Again, snatch your soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and, you know, uh, it, it's a great way to make this guy's debut. I mean, Walter's been rumored to be signed to NXT UK for some time. Uh, interesting, given he's I, I think he's still PWG champion. Uh, you know, he's he certainly has ties to a lot of indies in the States been working Evolve mm-hmm. and, and, and all those. So now he's officially in quote unquote the big time and uh throwing him in with a few of pete dunn is a great way to start it and i i can't wait to see where it leads yeah it's gonna be gonna be a hell of a match um after the takeover did you stick around and watch the nigel documentary i did not watch did not watch the nigel documentary uh, yet i've heard it. it's fantastic it's though. really damn good and you know I uh, my exposure to early Ring of Honor uh, is limited, so I, mm-hmm. I this was a, a big learning experience for me, knowing about how over he was. Oh yeah, uh, as as a wrestler, so I, I didn't really know. See, my time when I got into Ring of Honor, he was you know doing. Co- commentary and GM and you know he kind of had this reputation but I'd never really seen it so I didn't know the level of respect that he held with um with the wrestlers in there so they they get into that they get into you know all of his you know uh, just getting so close to the big time and then having it uh, uh, ripped away from so it was a really it was a really well there's only like 50 minutes I think it's yeah a, yeah it's yeah a, it's, a, it's a good easy quick watch and you know they talked to all the old ring of honor guys that were that were in there with them, uh, Cesaro and Brian and Rollins um, uh, talking about it, talk about AJ and Kurt Angle were in it too, talking about his t- uh, cup of coffee and TNA. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch um, about Nigel McGuinness. You really see how, you know, how, how uh, the, the getting the job doing commentary with WWE kind of really is the vindication for him. Did they at all, and, and and this is some this is some deep deep cut shit. Did they at all uh, get into his personal life outside of the ring? Um, not so much. What what's okay. are they they talk so, about him having hepatitis? Okay, so that, that that isn't what I'm getting to. Okay, uh, right. so Nigel uh, and 
I believe it's still running. Nigel, in in between his Ring of Honor uh, commentary slash pseudo commissioner role and popping up in WWE, he started a podcast called My Unconventional Life, which was all about how he's a polygamist. Oh. Yeah. No, and, they, didn't, they didn't touch on that at all. Okay. I, I just was wondering if any of that came up. But, yeah, uh, it is a, it is an interesting listen i remember when like the first episode came out huh. and i was like because it was it was that long after like cabana launched art of wrestling uh-huh. and because i was you know an old school ring of honor guy i was like oh shit nigel's got a podcast let me check this out and that first episode was just like an eye opener and a half it's like yeah. oh all right you do they, you nigel you they did you, mention man. the fact that he has a daughter now he does um, who looks I, I, don't, I don't even know if i want to say this it looks like maybe his i don't know what his wife's situation is it looks like she may be asian i don't know or maybe that's just a, the way babies look at some point in their mm-hmm. thing but I, but I don't know maybe one of his wives i don't know what the sitch is all they say is that he's got a little baby and they show him with her i uh, believe the person who he had the baby with is and and again this is fun fun nigel mcginnis facts is not someone who he is in a relationship with okay all right yeah no hot asian wife for nigel mcginnis no 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 (laughs) random asian baby mama okay Uh, i guess is the the direction we're going out here anyway anyway uh, it's a good doc check it out (laughs) and dude seems happy so you know what that's that's the important part, uh, especially yeah. because I, I know that the end of his in-ring career was pretty sad and pretty fraught with uh, oh, yeah, they uh, get depression. Depressed. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they don't lean much into the depression, um, but, you know, they, they talk about that. And, you know, there's, there's some really fun, candid stuff of him and Mauro, you know, uh, how they get into their roles as, as commentators and, and play-by-play men and stuff like that. And there's a lot, of, you know, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there. It, it, it's well done and I, I have a even greater appreciation for the guy now than i did before so on the topic of mental health uh kind of an interesting story broke in the uh tail end of this week I mean, segue uh, yeah God yeah damn it you're good at this i i try um <laughs> what i think it's one of the more interesting stories to come out of wwe backstage in some time so uh as you may or may not have heard through uh the grapevine uh, a number of the rumored nxt call-ups did dark match debuts this right. past week before raw uh ec3 lacey and lacey evans yeah. uh both popped up one name that was supposed to be in the mix that did not pop up was lars sullivan And this is interesting for a few reasons. Uh, One, apparently Lars Sullivan is currently penciled in for a big time WrestleMania debut against John Cena. So it sounds like they want to strap the rocket to him. Uh, Yeah, understandably so. I mean, uh, longtime listeners of the Rough House podcast, this, you know, Dylan Miles, whatever his real name is. Uh, Justin called him as a future megastar just because of, well, let's be honest, he's a genetic freak, literally. Yeah, he's got the same condition uh, that Big Show and Andre the Giant and Kali and all these other big, big men have had. Uh, he did have the surgery uh, mm-hmm. to correct it like Big Show did and Andre didn't. So that kind of. And, and that's part of why he was in developmental for as long right. as he was. He was having that surgery, recovering, all that fun stuff. So he was scheduled to be backstage at Raw this week. He was scheduled to debut at a dark match this week and left the building. Because he was having an anxiety attack. Yeah. Definitely not something you would expect from the world of professional wrestling. 
Uh, definitely not something you'd expect from the 80s, 90s, 70s territorial guys. Right. Uh, you know, you're the next big thing and you start getting anxiety and you leave. Well, it's uh, a lot of pressure. It is. Uh, uh, no doubt. I mean, you're you're being told you are the next big thing, literally. Yeah. Um, but this is a different era. You know, WWE has some experience with Mauro Ranallo dealing with mental health and, and all of that. Um, it sounds like, you know, they're going to get him the help that he needs. But I just ask you this, Chris. Do you think this derails <laughs> his career? Um, it time will tell. It, it depends on whether or not he's able to um, adapt and correct. Because uh, really, you know, there's... Uh, Anxiety attacks are no joke. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how many yeah. people out there have have dealt or seen or helped somebody through one, um, but they're they're severe. And you know, going out there and performing in front of thousands of people and millions in TV, this would probably have been probably the most eyes that would have been on him. Well, no, it wasn't going to be on TV because uh, he's done arena shows. He's done a couple takeovers, so right, he's right. been in front of big crowds before. But I guess you know the pressure of, you know, coming up to the main roster and probably having some idea of these plans that are in, in store for him leading on. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. And, you know, if, if it isn't addressed personally with, uh, with a, a licensed, um, professional, um, to try and work through those problems, it could end up being a problem for him that could derail his career, but hopefully he gets, you know, he's, he's seen somebody and has figured out, you know, what happened and maybe, you know, not, not to say that medications are always the answer, but either find, uh, found a, um, a healthy way to cope, um, through it or, you know, take a medication to, to, to calm your nerves or whatever. Um, but it, it would be a, a big, big, uh, disappointment for, not disappointment. It would be a disappointment. Yeah, I'll say that uh, for everybody involved if, if, if it doesn't uh, come up to fruition. So I, I think that there's clearly it's it's early enough for him to correct course. Sure. Uh, but he, you know, but he has to do it uh, seeking professional help. I mean, fact is, you know, dude could show up for TV tomorrow night. They could put him on a dark match and everything's fine. Or they yeah. could put him on Raw and he destroys John Cena. And, you know, they they build to them facing off you know in the the midst of the battle royal that is the royal rumble yeah. and then you know doing a match down the line i mean anything could happen it is probably a day-to-day -day thing uh but it, it is interesting to see you know in this modern age a, a guy who i'm gonna be honest i would not peg as having you know anxiety issues i mean he's a monster of a man uh but even monsters of men can be uh, you know, brought down by things like this. And uh, I, I just think it's kind of interesting to see that in, in the modern WWE. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely one of those stories, like he said, that kind of popped up. You're like, Oh wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. You know? Um, and he, the same thing, uh, he was supposed to go to SmackDown the, the next night and didn't even show up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was two nights in a row, but hopefully, you know, since then he's, uh, he's seen somebody and, uh, and, and gotten some, uh, you know, even if it was a call from Morrow, you know, yeah, we're yeah. together in NXT, you know, I'm sure upon hearing this, Morrow reached out because he's he's very vocal in his advocacy for uh, for those types of issues. So, uh, you know, hope hope he does show up tomorrow and, 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 and you know, the balls get rolling for him. Yeah, because uh, it would be uh, it would be a shame to see that not come to fruition for the guy. 
Yeah, so we go from possible future plans changing to plans actually changing before our eyes as this week we're on SmackDown. Uh, threw a wrench in the gears for what we expected out of the Royal Rumble. Um, you asked any wrestling fan before Monday what they expected to see on the Royal Rumble card. Uh, you'd say uh, Ronda Rousey against Charlotte and Asuka against uh, Carmella because it seemed like that's what they were building toward. But both shows this week threw us some curveballs uh, yeah. as we're getting matches that on paper sound fucking great. I don't think we expected at all to see as now on the raw side, we are going to be getting uh, uh, Rousey. Me, Charlotte there. Ronda Rousey. Thank you. Against Sasha Banks. Big push for her. And Oscar yeah. uh, going against Becky Lynch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, holy shit. Though those matches, either one or both could steal the show. Yeah, and you know, um, on the on the raw side, you know, Rousey kind of needs another credible competitor, and I'm not sure how credible Sasha Banks is at this point because she's kind of been floating in nothing for the past six eight months. But you yeah, know, yeah, having a win over um, Nia Jax on Monday, I guess, was credibility enough to to put her in a title match. So you know, that was an ugly <laughs> match, though. Well, it's a Nia Jax match. Um, yeah. I don't know what the hell they were going for on the apron, by the way. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, per personally, <laughs> Sasha is my least favorite of the four horsewomen of NXT. Um, I, she's just the most unbelievable character wise. She's great. She's probably the number one aside mm -hmm. from the man character uh, fully formed, uh, you know, when she's full on boss. Right. The boss character is outstanding. And it's been a bit since we've seen that. I, I would right. love to see that pop back up. She had on, a little, she had a little bit of that Rumble. boss attitude on Monday, which yeah. was good. And that's the direction they need to go with her. Um, but in terms of, of you know, in-ring work, she's like 50 pounds soaking wet. And a lot of it is just tough for me to to believe with her. Um, she's talented and, and knows mm -hmm. what she's doing in there. It's just it's that believability issue uh, a little bit, especially Rana's going to fucking toss her the fuck around. Yeah, she Rumble. is. And yeah. she better watch how she lands because, you know, she's had some rough falls in her uh, in her times in the WWE, Sasha has. So, uh, but yeah, it, it could surprise and be the match of the night. You know, I'm not saying it can't or won't. I'm just saying, you know, my my appreciation of Sasha Banks uh, in ring is, is is a little less. But Asuka and Becky one on one with mm -hmm. like 20 minutes or so. Fuck yes. yeah. Sign me up. Those two are going to go at it. And it's going to be outstanding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ronda caused uh, Becky the match, though. I feel like that's that's the direction we're Probably. heading in here. Yeah, and I'm, um, I'm fine with that. But yeah. until that point, it's going to be great. Yeah, because it sounds like it's all but a given now that the main event for <laughs> WrestleMania is going to be the triple threat. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, uh, which in and of itself, who would have thought a year ago that's where we'd be? Yeah. Um, pretty awesome for those three women. Yeah, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I want a one-on-one -on -one match, but... I know WWE, they love to throw an extra person if they can sure. just add that, that star power. And uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know what else could compete for it. Uh, Raw as a whole, kind of a weird show because um, you're building towards uh, a, a Brock Lesnar, uh, Braun Strowman match where we don't know if Braun's actually going to be able to compete day of. Uh, so Boy, we, that was a, that was a not good segment. Yeah. And apparently the reason why it was so strange was they were trying to time Brock coming to the ring to win the football game was going to halftime. 
Right. So they were stalling with Braun yes. very awkwardly yeah. uh, staring at the camera and then like mouthing words to, you know, I, I don't know what the he if he had earpiece in, if he was getting visual cues from somebody. Yeah, it was very weird. It was it was, it was it was it was bizarre. And then, you know, not only that, but then to have nothing physical happen, which I know why. Obviously, he's not cleared and couldn't have anything physical happen. But still, to do all that and then to not have anything happen from it was just a full yeah a chore to get through yeah i mean there were some good parts raw i really enjoyed the uh the six-man tag seth finn and john cena against dean ambrose drew mcintyre and bobby lashley that was a lot of fun kind of weird how it led though to seth being in the main event again the whole seth triple h dynamic right now is a little little odd Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm not sure where triple h is coming from i don't know does he want to reform the authority what's what does just want to see that fire back in back in rollins i don't i don't know really the uh the 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 mindset there from yeah yeah but fucking with him by putting him talking to sasha and bailey on the on the tron during his match or or whatever is just it's just a weird thing to, mm-hmm. to you know. I don't. I, I definitely don't want to see another Triple H Seth Rollins match. Um, that, let's neither that do I. Neither let's, do I. <laughs> that that I, needs to be I, I think it's kind of weird that you know, with the the roster that we have, this this Seth and Dean feud is being basically transposed against Seth and Bobby Lashley. I. <sighs> I don't know. It, it I mean, I'll be honest. Matter. I don't know what the the inti- uh, although I enjoy Leo Rush as the shit talker for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I'm not getting heel Bobby Lashley at all. It's doing nothing for me. No, uh, no. Just making I, us look at his ass. I'm like, yeah, yeah and, and it's not even like he's not really showing us his ass. Yeah, he's but, he's just bending over. There are better like, asses on the roster. It's significantly better. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, what did you think of the moment of bliss segment? <laughs> um, <clears throat> in terms of uh, WWE talk segments, it wasn't the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. It was kind of there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it happened, and it, it was a, a vehicle to lead towards the the Sasha Banks Nia Jax thing to lead towards Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. So, in, in for a means to an end, it served its purpose. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it has longevity. Like um, um, the cutting edge, or you know, the the barbershop, or Piper's Pit, or anything like that. Um, yeah. Not sure it'll be held up in in those high regards, or the highlight reel, or uh, the Peep Show. You know, there's been many. You know, Ms. TV. There are many of these things that have stood the test of time. Doesn't Art Truth have one now? Does he? Well, well, uh, wait, connection. No, I don't know. It's it's Carmela's dance break. That's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. Um, I, I would I want to know what's going on with bliss like is, is this is are these concussions still rattled rattling her to the point where she's unable to is it the arm thing what, uh, what she why? was she was hinting um I mean she's been training at the performance center uh including with Mike Quackenbush which is weird yeah, uh, I saw he did a guest spot up there yeah uh Down it, it, it's like his third or fourth which is interesting um uh, she was at a comic convention this weekend, Ace Comic Con, which is put on by ex Wizard World people. Tanahashi. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, she was saying uh, during the Q and A there that she's working to get back in the ring because quote unquote that's where she belongs. Um, so I guess she's going to go back eventually. But I, I you know, in terms of 
uh, ETA and all that. I, I I don't know. I don't really know what's going on there. Hopefully, it, Rumble. I mean, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, uh, nice. that'd be a great you know to hear her music go off late in the late in the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, would, see her would, back would in the mix. Good. See her back in the mix, and mostly to see her back in her ring gear. Let's be honest. That's really <laughs> well. that's, that's really what we want to see here. Well, uh, on the SmackDown side, Daniel Bryan. Holy shit. Amazing <laughs> is amazing. He's just the the promo at the concession stand and hucking the hot dog at the, guy the guy's and face, spilling the soda on the other guy. <laughs> it, it was just calling everybody fickle and calling out their consumerism. It was yeah, a thing of yeah. beauty. It was heel wrestling in 2019 at its greatest. It's so um, so good, and it was fan. And then he had a fun match, a quick little match with our truth too. Uh huh. So that was uh that was really good, and it made sense because it paid off the stuff that happened uh when Christmas the Christmas episode when uh when our Truthy Claws was attacked by uh by Daniel Bryan. So mm-hmm. you know it, it makes sense. You know our truth. You know rightfully so lost because daniel bryan is daniel bryan and the wwe champion but it was a fun little uh quasi competitive match in there um so yeah the the daniel bryan stuff uh continues to be really really good on smackdown and calling out aj you know the 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 curious plant of the um uh merch table with nothing but aj styles and john cena Mm -hmm. gear was Mm -hmm. was was a nice little fickle touch there yes um, what do you think, uh, about the tag title match coming up for the rumble with the bar going against the best in the world, <sighs> the Miz and Shane McMahon? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love the Miz's character work. Um, Shane McMahon, I'm, I'm, are they still going with this heel Shane McMahon? My understanding the is that's thing? gone. That's, that's gone. gone now. Okay. Yeah, so this may just be a holdover um, until a real feud kicks up for the bar for WrestleMania um, or whatever they do. They may end up doing like a multi-team match at WrestleMania. I don't yeah. know who the hell yeah. knows, but I, I don't feel like this, you know, Miz and McMahon. Uh, I don't know what they're going to call it. Uh, Shano Miz yeah. or something. Um, yeah. There you go. Copyright that. Uh, use that. Um, you know, Miz. That's what we'll call him. We yeah. got the glorious shadow over. We're going to get Shano Miz going. Shano Miz. I mean, it doesn't have the same ring to it as Miz Show, which is one of my favorite uh, t- tag team names of all time. <laughs> Shane McMiz. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> I like Shano Miz better. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Look, like there the are no I, bad ideas right now. We're just. I like gonna... the way I put it better. <laughs> <laughs> is that Wings World too? I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the ghost of Jim Morrison. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know if that has legs, but Miz is very adaptable and can work with anybody. So uh, it could be a fun match, but uh, I'm, I'm maybe predicting a bro kick within uh, 15 seconds and a yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if there's anything just to write in this world, that's the way it needs to go. Or at least mm-hmm. the Miz gives them a competitive match, and then Shane gets beaten immediately. Something right. along those lines. Or um, she or. Miz turns on Shane and yeah, so we get Miz versus Shane at mania, I guess maybe. Uh, Well, that'll give me a chance to go to the bathroom. Yeah, there you go. That's what you need. It's what you need. (laughs) Um, Concurrent to that, this whole uh, Naomi, uh, Jey Uso, Mandy Rose, Mandy Rose thing makes. Yeah, it reeks attitude era booking. Yeah, that's a a, a very Vince McMahon storyline. And also the whole thing is like, oh, Mandy Rose is sending these racy photos where she's covered in a towel that covers her more than her actual ring gear does. I know. So. Take the towel off. Show me your ring gear. That's, that's yeah. What I, that's what I want to see. 
Yeah, it's just like what? What? Yeah, Uh, it it makes zero sense. Although I will say, Naomi finding her backstage, throwing her shoes down, and scrapping was fucking great. That was good. That was real good. (laughs) That was that was the most real I've I've seen on (laughs) since Daniel Bryan earlier in the night. (laughs) Yes, but the highlight of the night, hands down, random tag match that we just got out of the blue: Andre Cien Almas and Samoa Joe against Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali. Holy fuck, this rolled. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was so good. It was so good. And the fucking Mexican destroyer spot. I know. uh, With Almas and Rey. Like, I want to watch those guys wrestle forever. I... Almas is so fucking good right now, and I feel like they're finally starting to realize it. It's like Vince never watched a second of him in NXT. Like, who's this Mexican guy with the little chick? Um, yeah, and then yeah. just figuring it out as it goes along. It's like, oh, yeah. this, this guy, this guy's pretty good. And finally, ever ever since Ray left, ever since Ray left, all they've talked about is we need a Mexican superstar. We need right. a Mexican superstar. You have a, a handsome as fuck dude right there. Yeah, a character and a gimmick that got way over. Yeah, like rocket ship right behind him let it happen and now i mean i recognize i'm i'm i am saying some uh, well i'm fantasy booking here and i'm saying a lot of the things that people have said online over the past few days since smackdown put it at mania give me mask versus hair cn almas and ray mysterio you know uh, that would be an amazing match and you know in losing but losing to ray mysterio oh yeah star making star making yeah and then he doesn't have the weird dipsy do top knot anymore. It, it it works for him though. It, it yeah. does. It's, it does. It, it's infuriating, but for his character, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a hundred percent perfect. Um, I will say, you know, there's there's the weird conspiracy level people that between uh, Almas finally seemingly getting a push because they're running him versus Ray on SmackDown this Tuesday. Yes. Uh, Almas getting a push and uh, the revival finally being taken somewhat seriously on Raw. Some people think it's all because of a little company that decided to finally come out of the woods and debut this past Tuesday as all elite wrestling had their big pep rally in Jacksonville, Florida. It seems like it was longer than five days ago. It's like, <laughs> I, I know, right? Time is just like a fucking, I don't even know right now, but yeah, they, they had their big uh, press conference down there in Jacksonville outside of the, uh, the Florida or wherever the Jaguars play. Um, and uh, allegedly over a thousand people showed up, although you couldn't really tell from the, no, way the, the audio was not great either. The audio wasn't great. I had some connection issues. I was trying to watch it as I was driving home, uh, which is very dangerous. I do not recommend you do it. Um, yeah, don't do it. I was listening to it, really. I was just uh, as I was going along, but uh, but it kept freezing up. And I'm like, all right, I'm not wasting my data on something that's not working. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just shut it off and, you know, caught up on everything when I when I made it home to take my post work poop. Um, but um, yeah, so they started out Conrad Thompson and some other guy who allegedly will be part Alex of Marvez. For Should me, I know who that is? Uh, he, well, uh, he's a sports writer. The, th- the thing that's interesting is he used to be one of the co-hosts of Wrestling Observer Radio back in the day. So, oh. uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. the ties run deep, and good old Uncle Dave has got his. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. The cons- the conspiracy theorist had another string of yarn on that mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Alex Marvez, who apparently, uh, if rumors are true, will be part of the commentary crew, uh, was there. Okay. Um, so uh, let let's just let's just run down all the high points. Yeah. Uh, 
Bucks Cody confirmed we knew that. Uh, yeah. As word has come out, they have three-year deals with a possible option to take them to five years. Right. Um, also, Brandy, uh, Britt Baker, and um, uh, SCU. Hangman yeah. Page. And SCU, yeah. Yeah, SCU officially announced. Uh, all three members of FCU. So Frankie Kazarian, Chris Daniels, Scorpio Sky, uh, MJF debuted as mm-hmm. a part of the company at the rally, and he was uh, appropriately cutting a heel promo on the company and fans when two more debuts yeah. interrupted him in the bad boy Joey Janela and seemingly stolen out from underneath the nose of WWE, the bad girl Penelope Ford. Yeah, because. Yeah, all yeah. All, uh, all all talk was that she was going to head to the PC in this next class. Uh, yeah, she was just month. on WWE.com as being featured as being part of the tryout. Yeah, so I guess uh, that's that's a big poach uh, in in terms of AEW. If you're if you're keeping tabs and if that if you're to believe a war is brewing, you know that's a yeah. minor uh, battle victory for AEW in this. Um, but yeah, Janela and uh, and Ford attacking MJF, which uh, it should lead to something fun. Um, at some yeah. point, M- MJF uh, still booked booked with uh, MLW. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So curious to see how that all pans out. Um, I think he was forced to forfeit the title, um, yeah, the, the middleweight title, which is their mid card belt in MLW. Okay, but is still booked on their February second um, show in Philadelphia. So if you want to yeah. see MLW in Philly, also announced for that show um, are Aerostar and El Dragon mm-hmm. Azteca Junior, aka Ray Horace from uh, from Lucha Underground. So. But yeah, I made yeah, sure to it up that after that evening. I don't know what time the show is, but I have a I have a gig early in the day. I'd like to try and go see that if I can. But anyway, um, so those guys showed up. Um, we had Hangman, uh, yeah, Hangman Page talking Hangman about wanting to be the first AEW champion, and uh, he got interrupted by another champion, the yeah. reigning uh, Open the Dragon or excuse me, Open the Dream Gate champion of dragon gate the former neville Pac showed up the only guy showing up in his ring gear bless you Pac. bless you forever just re- <laughs> always the bastard Pac, always ready for a fight just yeah. showing up to a press conference in ring gear sw- you know water over the head carrying the title just sneering just mm, mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful stuff i gotta be honest if if Pac page is like the first feud for the aew title like that sounds awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm real excited for that. Yeah, that that's that's a strong start right there. Um, um, I can't remember when it was announced, but in in talking about random connections to other companies, the Young Bucks mentioned that uh, AEW will have a working relationship with OWE, right? Which is uh, a Chinese Fed. Which chances are, if you may not have heard of it, but you've seen the gifts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, Shima of Dragon Gate fame left Dragon Gate went to Beijing, China, and literally has been training Chinese acrobats how to professionally wrestle. Yeah. And it's so the craziest like the, fucking shit in the world. If you like the flips to do's, you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the stuff I've seen is great. And I think I saw that uh, uh, Zeta, who was in one of the Mae Young classics, is mm-hmm. there now. So she may yeah. end up popping up there. Um, and a couple other – there were, uh, I think, a couple other names that I at least heard of at some point that, yeah. that, that are on the OWE side of things. So that's the first working relationship um, with AEW. So that that's going to be interesting. And, and you know, if – I would imagine that at some point, uh, more working uh, relationships with bigger companies will be announced. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it seemed at that point we were wrapping up. Yeah. 
the press conference. Made Con- sense. Yeah, Conrad and the other guy came out and were kind of thanking everybody for showing up. Yeah, and uh, surprise, surprise, the not-so-secret secret made true yeah. as Chris Jericho officially debuted as a part of AEW, uh, signing a three-year deal. With as a shit put- ton of pyro. Yeah, shit ton of pyro. Hey, remember pyro, guys? It's back. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> hey, you know, that's kind of a that's a thing that Smarks have been uh, a bone that they've been picking with WWE for a couple years now. Where's the pyro? We missed the pyro. And, and you know, AEW is like, yeah, fuck it. We'll give you guys some pyro. And yeah. there was a lot of pyro. Um, so Jericho comes out to his own fucking song, which is still one of the most baller things ever. Um, it's a power move. It, it is. It really is. That's swinging that big dick. Big Dick Jericho happening over there, uh, coming out and just you know the crowd losing their minds and uh, yeah, three three year deal for Jericho, non exclusive. He can still he uh, worked it out that he can still um, work New Japan. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah. we also got the announcement of the first two shows yep. of AEW. Only one dated so far though. Um, we're going to see it on uh, May twenty sixth, so Memorial Day weekend. Double or nothing. Yeah, uh, will be in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. So that is AEW going from eleven thousand people for All In to seventeen thousand for uh, Double or Nothing. So not quite a double there, but whatever. Uh, it's going to be uh, aligned with Starcast. Yep. Two, which thus far we have not been invited to podcast at. <laughs> I think we have to wanna, submit an application for that. If you want to, if you want to tweet at Conrad Thompson, just tell him, "Hey, I know two idiots who would gladly be there if you just kind of get them there. You don't even need to put us up. We'll sleep on the floor. That's just true. Saying. That just saying. True. Just yeah. get us to Vegas. Put us on. Put us on the slowest fucking bus to Vegas. We would be there. Fuck yeah, I'll bus it. It's better than Spirit Airlines. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw us on a fucking Greyhound bus from Baltimore to Vegas. Yeah, we like keep ourselves eight. occupied. Yeah, we we'd find a way to make this work. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play thumb Please. war and um and uh, uh go fish. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, they they, they all happen. no um. I don't know. I don't know. Um, No, I got got some fucking intel. I I have no fucking intel. Okay, all right. I don't know what you're withholding from me over here, uh, Marty. Come on. Thank you to the random listener who asked Justin to take us with him to Vegas. (laughs) You have the balls to ask the questions that we don't. Look, uh, Justin is going to end up doing something in the pro wrestling world on the big time. I, I can, yeah, he's too uh, talented and knowledgeable and funny to not. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I just, I can only just hope that he'll drag us along somewhere at some point. <laughs> some, I'm clinging. I've been riding those coattails for years. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hitched my wagon to, the, to, the, to that horse early. Uh, <laughs> and I love Justin to death. Um, and, Ask, ask him to take take us along. Yes, exactly. Well, well, Justin, if you're listening, you aren't. But if you are, just put <laughs> us, just put us in your carry on luggage. I can yeah. fold up very small. I can't. Um, <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to check me in a dog crate. <laughs> I'll hang out with the animals. I'll, I'll, FedEx me. FedEx I'll, me there. I'll party with the pooches. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll chill with the kittens. So we'll, we'll be good in the in the cargo hold of the of the airplane. I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll just bring an extra sw- uh, sweatshirt. I have enough of them. 
but uh, the 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 other show they announced is going to be a a Jacksonville based fundraiser for uh-huh. those affected by gun violence. Um, a, a take that unsurprisingly some wrestling fans had some issue with. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I, look, here's the way I look at it. That's probably whether it was intentional or not. Them going, we made a lot of money off of being called the Bullet Club for a very long time. Maybe we need to karmically fix some things here. Yeah, and that's a very valid point. And because. I'll be honest. I've always kind of thought half the reason why those shirts sold as well as they did was because it went to a crowd that did not like wrestling, but loved the second amendment. So Look, I was wearing a young bucks bullet club shirt, doing one of my trivia nights uh, in Towson of all places. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, getting a, an answer from a question uh, from a, a team at the bar. And another guy at the bar says, Oh, bullet club. What do you like to shoot? I'm like, uh, sorry, dude. It's a, it's a pro wrestling t-shirt. <laughs> he was like, Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Just saw his entire life yeah, fade he, from his face. Yeah, he kind of kind of deflated a little bit, but um, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, that's definitely uh, something good. And you, you know, if you want to make uh, headlines and make mm-hmm. some, um, you know, make some waves, give back. And that's uh, especially being based in Jaguar, so close to what happened uh, in Parkland almost a year ago. So that is uh, something. Uh, it's a smart uh, smart PR move. Uh, yeah. No. The question is, though, is all of this going to be enough to actually make some interest outside of the hardcore wrestling fan? Uh, yeah, I think they said 300,000 plus were watching the stream. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 300,000 plus people probably ain't going to make uh, a cable network happy. They it's also, sad, fi- it's but... also five o'clock on a Tuesday streaming on Twitter. Fair, fair. <laughs> I'm just saying that now now's when the rubber needs hit the road when they announce that TV deal, depending on where they go. I don't know what the scope and scale of successful is or isn't anymore on television. I was reading news over this week that uh, Brooklyn nine, nine had a ma- quote unquote massive debut on Thursday night. And I, that's when I discovered that massive on broadcast television is three and a half million viewers more or total total. Total. Okay. Well, it's we're not in the in the Seinfeld oh, uh, Friends I, I, era anymore. I recognize we're not. It just that was very shocking to me, especially considering how much we in the world of smarkdom go. Oh, WWE's only got two million viewers. That could be a problem. Burr, 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 burr. It, well, it just it definitely tells me things have changed. Part of the reason Brooklyn Nine Nine wasn't renewed on Fox is because it wasn't killing in the ratings. Well, but, it, it it was a pretty massive jump up from the last episode uh, on Fox, apparently. And that's so. good because there was a lot of hype behind it, and the episode was fucking hysterical. So yes, that yes. Uh, that's also a plus. It may be the greatest hour of, t- of TV uh, on, on right now between yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine and The Good Place. But that's a whole other uh, conversation for another time. But yeah, yes. um, what will gauge success? It takes an, a, a multitude of of uh, of things here. You need advertisers to come on um, Mm -hmm. willing to spend money on it. You need people to show up and start watching it. You need, you know, I think they have the social media covered in terms of promotion and getting that stuff going. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the most important thing uh, that hasn't really been talked about that much is format. They haven't really discussed what kind of wrestling show this is going to be because part of what made all in such a success is that they built everything 
on that show, most everything on that show, uh, Omega and Pentagon didn't need any selling. That was just, you know, and they, but although they did mention it on Being the Elite, but it wasn't, you know, months of, of quick vignette storytelling on Being the Elite, um, mm-hmm. you know, that they sold through their YouTube page. So is this show going to be um, more Lucha Underground-esque in that there's going to be a lot of uh, backstage segments that are that are shot in a certain way mm-hmm. um, that tell the story. Obviously not as pulpy and violent as Lucha Underground, although sure. that would be fucking outstanding. Um, but uh, will it be like that, or will it be more like a Raw or a SmackDown where there's some backstage interviews and then you go out and have a match, or, mm-hmm. or what? So they haven't announced what kind of format it's going to take. And that's one of the things that's most interesting uh, to me uh, once they finally uh, announce or give some kind of hint as to how the show is going to be presented. Um, because I feel like that's going to have a big impact, no pun intended, on how it's it's received um, overall. Yeah, and, and, you know, now the question is, are the risks worth it? <sighs> I mean, they are now, for better or for worse, putting themselves into the most competitive market in professional wrestling in years uh, between uh, companies like impact ring of honor, WWE trying to sign everyone they can. They're now trying to sign everyone else. When you look at the box, the box. Yeah. They have the benefit of, okay. They probably have very, very good money as they are going to be executives in the company. They now have benefits. Yep. They are set on paper for the next three to five years. Yeah. But at the same time, as word came out, they just walked away from probably the sweetest possible deal they could have ever received from the WWE. Maybe too sweet. Yes, perhaps <laughs> too sweet, or at least <laughs> one sweet. At least. As, well, that was WWE. You can use too sweet. That's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> both guys being given literally AJ Styles's salary. Yeah. Both guys being part of a massive angle going from the Royal Rumble, where they were supposed to make their debuts, through to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Th- being the elite, being made a show on WWE Network. That they wouldn't and, have to shoot and edit on their own. Exactly. And then the part which was really surprising to me, it was a three-year deal with a six-month out uh, opt-out clause. Yeah. So if after six months they went, eh, no, we're good, they could have walked away. Which is mind boggling. Like that's yeah. how hard WWE went after the Bucks, which is yeah. crazy. Now, little birdie tells me Walter has a similar thing in his deal because he did not want to sign to anyone. Right. Because yeah. Walter is a professional wrestler that goes, I like having random bookings on random weekends and then just fucking off and living my life in Germany. Yeah. So when they present it to him that he's like, well, I really don't want to do a tour. We're like, can you do TV? Maybe. Well, okay, here's this offer. And if <laughs> after so long, you don't like it, you can leave. Yeah. Kind of a crazy era that we're in that that's now what's being offered to guys. I, I don't recall an era of wrestling ever been like that. You know, it's always been the workhorse idea of, well, we own you now. Yeah. You until that contract's up. And if you get hurt, we're going to extend that contract randomly. So, yeah, you know, and, and not only that, Paige allegedly got offered main roster money to do NXT, which yeah. he turned down. Yeah. Um, and apparently the Kenny Omega deal was something I, I've heard something in the three million dollar per year range plus yeah. merch incentives. Yeah. Which yeah. 
is fucking insane, which allegedly he has turned down. Again, nothing is uh, nothing is confirmed. He won't show up in the Rumble, so you can stop posting that because he's still on yeah. the contract with New Japan through the 31st of January. Yep. But come February 1st, um, it's, you know, a big wave is going to be rippled throughout the pro wrestling industry when we figure out what exactly is happening with, with Kenneth Omega. Now, I will say uh, uh, it sounds like a lot of AEW guys are being pulled from indie bookings on February 8th. Okay. So probably when the next big announcement's going to be. I, I would assume that might be when a, a Kenneth J. Omega gets announced for AEW. I wouldn't be surprised if that's when we get more details on StarCast. Wouldn't be surprised if we find out, uh, you know, this Jacksonville show or, or some other things probably along the way well, to – that double or nothing show at that point you're three months out from the show so you have to start yeah. you know making storylines and getting stuff going on with with the show so and, and announcing a full roster because right now they don't have enough to fill uh, a you know three-hour show yeah uh, depending on how long the show is going to go i would imagine it would be somewhere in the ballpark of three hours yeah uh, plus or minus an hour or something i don't fucking know um yeah. but uh but yeah that's uh you know, the, there's also the fact that um, that they announced that women are going to be uh, paid at the same scale of men determined uh, um, uh, in regards to where they are on the card. Obviously, everybody's not making the same amount of money. Yeah, Britt Baker ain't making Jericho money. No, 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 no. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that was another interesting thing that came out. And one of the other interesting things that came out is the fact that Cody said that wins and losses are going to matter. Um, you know, the WWE has always said this will go down in the rule book as a win for AJ Styles or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but you know, that that has had no bearing really on anything. So I'm curious what that means for AEW. Is it gonna be, you know, are they gonna break it down in the sort of seasons where you know the person with the most wins at the end of the season, you know, goes on to something title shot or whatever? Are they gonna yeah. do with like kind of like the New Japan does their tournaments or something like that? It, it's gonna be interesting to see how that uh plays out as well. I mean, I will say this. I, I started just sort of fantasy booking a card and not really a lot of fantasy booking because some stuff they set up on the show yeah. of what double or nothing could be. If you did it just with the people who they announced during that first uh, press conference plus uh -huh. Kenny Omega, I mean, just picture this. You get, let's say, Young Bucks against a Strong Hearts team from OWE. So okay. you got your flippy dudes there. Yeah. You run Pac versus uh, okay. Hangman Page. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Sure. You run MJF against Joey Janela. Uh-huh. Sounds awesome. But then I'm thinking up top, you run Omega Jericho too. And you just filled the MGM grand. Yeah. Like it's true. That's an incredible card. And it's just using these few people. Now, granted, that the you know, that's a show. That's not a weekly television program. Right. Also, I didn't do anything anything with SCU or Cody or anyone like that, but well, throw it, throw SCU into the flippy do match and have it. A three yeah, day. there you go. Do uh, you can do Britt Baker versus Brandy or Britt Baker versus Penelope Ford or something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, it, is Tessa Blanchard um signed? She signed to Impact, right? Uh, she's actually signed to the uh Women of Wrestling uh program that's about to start. Oh, that's why yeah. she. That's why she dropped the belt uh to uh Taya at to Taya. Uh, Impact pay per view on Sunday, which I heard was pretty damn good. Yeah, that was what uh, it was. It was uh, Cage and Mundo, I think. Cage um, and Mundo up top. Um, uh, Pentagon Bros against yeah. um, uh, LAX. LAX, yeah. yeah, was the match of the night from what I'm hearing. Which you know, you throw Pentagon Ray Phoenix in a match, and you know, you have a really good chance of it being match of the night. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Impact. You know, despite 
moving to a new network that has far less viewers still putting out a good to great product plus they're going to be streaming on twitch as well live yeah yeah on fridays at 10 so yeah it sounded like they actually did really well the the first episode uh on twitch i mean now granted number of people you reach on twitch is still not what you would reach on cable but i think right. it was like the second or third most viewed thing on twitch friday night so hey there you go yeah. um for a debut, not a bad way to start, uh, especially because people can just randomly send them money. That's that's the whole way Twitch works. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, it, it is a little weird, especially on the pro wrestling side of things. But hey, uh, good for them. I hope that goes well. Um, but yeah, we, we are in this unique time in wrestling. We've now got all this stuff going on. And I got to be honest, Chris, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to watch any of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll watch it when I can watch it. It's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's overwhelming. I, I will say it is fun to track and, and keep up with updates because it is, yeah. you know, it's kind of like um, to equate it to something I hate. It's kind of like the draft of like, you know, a major mm -hmm. sports league, yeah. you know, because people people are going and deals are being made. And you're like, oh, they signed there or they did this and they traded this person for, the, you know, shit like that. It's kind of like approaching a trade deadline or a draft. So, you know, hearing about all these people getting getting signed and um, it's a good thing for the business and a good thing for those people. And uh, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, especially if you like getting a tampon shoved down your throat. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Something for everybody. <laughs> you knew you'd snuck it in. Snuck I told it you in. I was going to get it in at some point. That's, that's what she said, too. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2 one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network where does your mind go when you go to bed? Well, if you're like a lot of people, it doesn't go to sleep. It replays Raw, it looks at what might happen at the next pay-per-view, and sometimes it gets tangled up in lists of wrestling power rankings, botched moves, and replays of the Rough House podcast. If this describes your nights, ask your doctor about Curtis Axel. It can give you and your restless mind the sleep you need. Curtis Axel makes Lunesta look like crystal meth. Curtis Axel works quickly, so watch him right before bed. Make sure you can dedicate eight or more hours of sleep before watching Curtis Axel. Side effects include an odd yellow hue to your skin, an extreme lack of microphone skills, weak-ass chest chops, shitty remixed entrance music, an irrelevant intercontinental championship run, and unending comparisons to your legendary father and grandfather. Until you know how your body will react to Curtis Axel, you should not drive or operate machinery, and don't leave pets in your car on a hot day. This has nothing to do with Curtis Axel. That's just a dick move. Curtis Axel is the opposite of espresso. Consult your doctor or Paul Heyman now to learn about Curtis Axel. For the perfect night's sleep, leave it to Curtis Axel.